Corona Regional Medical Center treats our customers as we would like to be treated ourselves, with courtesy, recognition, and respect. It's in that spirit that we are proud to present another episode of our podcast series, Corona Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. There are many changes that can occur in a woman's body during the course of her life that may result in heavy bleeding or pelvic pain. My guest today is Dr. Lawrence Koning. He specializes in obstetrics and gynecology and is a member of the medical staff at Corona Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Koning. What are some reasons a woman might have pelvic pain or heavy bleeding? Well, there are a lot of reasons women have pelvic pain. Uh, more commonly, though, is that they have heavy bleeding. Most women do, to be honest, hate their periods. And so there are a number of ways to treat that. But uh, pelvic pain can be caused from endometriosis, can be caused from tumors such as fibroids, or just basically heavy periods, which is very common. So how would we know that this pelvic pain, when do we go see a doctor if we are suffering? Because sometimes hormone levels, things can cause pain in the pelvis. Well, almost all women will occasionally have a heavy period or pelvic pain and cramping with their period, but if they start having increasing pain or certainly if their periods are longer than usual, more than four to five to seven days, and they're having clotting and changing their feminine hygiene more than every one or two hours, certainly that's time to go see the gynecologist. And what would be the first line of defense if a woman did come to you and say she has pelvic pain or heavy bleeding? Well, the most important thing is to get a complete history and physical. Of course, it depends on the woman's age and what her childbearing desires. If she's already had kids or wants more kids, those are certainly important things, depending on what are all her symptoms are. But if they have uh, pelvic pain and they're very young, they can usually, of course, they need an ultrasound, a physical exam, more of a history to determine how long the pain's been going on, if it's related to various things and activities they're doing, such as sexual intercourse or other activities, or if it's just mild pain and cramping with their periods, then that can be much less serious. But certainly the first step is to get an appointment with some gynecologist they trust and have an exam and have a history and have some imaging such as ultrasound, which is very safe, and then go from there and determine what the next choices would be. So tell us about one of those choices, endometrial ablation. What is that? Well, endometrial ablation is one of my personal favorites because it is so safe and simple. It's a very quick outpatient procedure. The actual procedure takes about 10 minutes, and I almost like to liken it to a microwave. It sounds a little, maybe a little unusual to a woman the first time, but rather than having a hysterectomy, and quite honestly, many women, many women don't want to even go to the gynecologist because they're afraid they'll get rushed to a hysterectomy. And I've found if you sit with them and explain how simple the ablation is, it's a very simple outpatient procedure. It takes about 10 minutes, and it is very effective, and so it's one of our favorites to stop heavy bleeding. They do have to be finished with their childbearing, and so it depends on their situation and age and how many kids they have, but it is a very effective procedure. And if somebody is a candidate for endometrial ablation, what's the procedure like? Oh, it's very simple. Now, sometimes we are able to do those in the office, but typically we'll do those in the hospital. It's a little bit safer that way with the anesthesiologist present. There is light anesthesia where they're sedated, and then they have local anesthesia around the cervix. But the actual procedure is about 8 to 10 minutes where we take a look inside with the camera inside the uterus, and then a device called a Novasure endometrial ablation device is placed in there for about typically a minute to a minute and a half. 
and that uh, basically cauterizes the inside lining of the uterus, which may sound a little unusual, but it is actually very, very safe, and the results are, are very remarkable. What is it like for a woman afterward? There's very little cramping afterwards, maybe for a couple hours, and we give them some pain pills. Typically, they can go home just within an hour or two after, after the procedure, and then they may have some little drainage or discharge for up to a week or two, sometimes slight drainage uh, for longer than that, but typically it's just sometimes just for a few days. And you mentioned when you were speaking about candidates for this procedure, a woman has to be done with her childbearing. Does this have anything to do with perimenopause and getting her ready for that time of life? Well, not necessarily. If they're done with their childbearing and they sure they don't want to have more children later, then it is an excellent procedure, even if they're younger. And theoretically, sometimes the periods can return after five years or longer. But if they're close to menopause, that's even better than the results are even better because they're near menopause anyway. So if you can get some time of two to three to five years, then then they can avoid hysterectomy, which is our goal. And then give us just a little bit of some wrap-up for us of what red flags, when a woman is bleeding because our periods can be heavy and they can be light, when do you recommend this procedure? Yes, if a woman's used to having periods, say, four to five to six days, if they're used to that and they start having either longer periods or changing their their feminine hygiene more frequently, or if they're bleeding in between their periods, then they definitely need to have a checkup by a gynecologist to see what's going on and to, of course, rule out cancer, rule out fibroid tumors, and rule out endometriosis and other problems. So not every woman is, will be a candidate for an endometrial ablation, but many, many women have had in the past, quite frankly, have had hysterectomies when probably a simple quick ablation would be much more uh, helpful and much less risky and much less uh, complicated. Does NovaSure change the hormones in a woman? No, it really doesn't at all because the ablation is done on the endometrial lining inside the uterus well away from the ovaries, so there's no change in hormone. And will they still have a period afterward? Probably about half of the women have still have some bleeding, but it's much improved. About 95% uh, is shown on, by all the research to show that about 95% of women are very happy with the results, such that they go back to either a normal period or just a spotty, maybe two or three days of spotting rather than the heavy, you know, changing tampons and pads every hour and so forth. So most women are very happy with the procedure. And should they still use birth control after having endometrial ablation? Yes, actually, they still need birth control. So if their partner's had a vasectomy or if they've had a tubal ligation or they may still need to be on other methods of birth control, but endometrial ablation itself is not birth control, so that has to be discussed with their gynecologist prior and then after the procedure to determine what would be best for them. And what about sexual relations after this procedure? We usually say about two weeks is average because there could be some drainage and very, very slight chance of infection. I've never seen an infection after an endometrial ablation. I've probably done over a thousand ablations and there's been no complications. It's a very safe procedure, but to avoid any chance of infection, it'd be good to have no uh, relations. And we say nothing in the vagina for two weeks. And in just the last few minutes, Dr. Koning, what should people with pelvic pain or heavy bleeding think about when seeking care? Well, I think they have to find a doctor they trust. Again, I think many women are a little bit fearful of seeing the gynecologist because all they really know about is either strong hormones or 
or a major operation where they're going to be off work for many, many weeks and so forth. And so many women are not even familiar with the concept of going in for a quick, simple procedure that stops their period or, or improves their bleeding. And so I think they have to, if you will, shop around a little bit and find somebody they trust and go through all the different questions they would have, and then they could choose to make the right decision for themselves. And why should they come to Corona Regional Medical Center for their care? Well, quite frankly, Corona is a relatively smaller hospital, but it's very good at basic procedures such as basic gynecologic procedures such as ablation and and uh, procedures such as that. And so I think it's uh, an excellent place to go. It's uh, home-like, and the nurses are excellent and friendly, and the facility is, is excellent. I think they're going to have a good experience there for sure. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Koning. You're listening to Corona Regional Radio with Corona Regional Medical Center. For more information, you can go to coronaregional.com. That's coronaregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Corona Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.